Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word every single day for about 13 minutes. A short time, but it's a doable time. People need to get into God's Word every day, and we can easily listen to a Bible class for 13 minutes on the way to work or the way home from work, maybe in our lunch break, maybe just taking a short break from our chores around the house. So easy. And it helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, you know people in your life who need to get into God's Word, don't you? They need to grow in their faith. They need to start refocusing the direction of their lives because it's not where it should be. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. Help them to do this by sharing these short studies with them every day. With your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can, share these studies with them every day. You may help them turn their lives around. You may help them ultimately get to heaven. And what a great blessing that will be for them, no doubt. But it will also be a wonderful blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing these short studies every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about distracted driving on the straight and narrow way. Now, we began by talking about that those two roads through life or two pathways through life, and there are only two. There's no third choice. There's no middle of the road. We're either going down that broad road that eight-lane highway of self-destruction, no holds barred, no rules, no speed limit, do whatever you want to do, be as wicked as you want to be, be, as, be as, un, as irresponsible toward God as you want to be. It's all, you're on that road, but that road ultimately ends in hell, eternal condemnation. The other road is straight and narrow, and it has guidelines along the way. It's the pathway of truth, God's truth, and truth is always narrow. But that road leads straight to eternal life in heaven. It's a no-brainer as to which one we should choose, is it? But unfortunately, Jesus said, the many are traveling down the Broadway, leading to self-destruction eternally. And only the few are finding that straight, narrow pathway of God's truth that leads to eternal life in heaven. Which one are you on? Now, a lot of people have gotten on that narrow pathway of truth that leads to eternal life in heaven, but they become distracted. And that's what we're talking about. Distracted driving on the straight and narrow way. We've used, by way of illustration, the story about Martha. As she invited Jesus into her home, Luke chapter, eight, uh, chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. And now think about this. The Savior is in your home. You have perhaps even recognized his identity before you invited him. But he's there and he's teaching the gospel in your home. Your sister's sitting there at his feet listening to him. And probably you were initially. But in your mind, you thought, I better get up and fix, fix dinner. He's going to be hungry. We're going to be hungry. Everybody needs to eat. And so you get up and you become distracted by responsibility of fixing a meal 
and you're no longer listening to him teach. But your sister's still sitting there at his feet listening to every word that he says. But not only have you been distracted by your sense of responsibility in doing something that might have been good, might have been, in its own right, important, but not the most important thing. The most important thing would be doing what your sister Mary is doing, sitting and listening to the Son of God teach the gospel. But you got distracted by that sense of responsibility to fix a meal. And then you got further distracted by resenting your sister still sitting there listening to him when you thought that she should be up helping you fix the meal. And you finally could not control yourself any longer, and perhaps you even rebuked mildly the Lord himself when you said, don't you see she's not helping me fix dinner? Tell her to get up and help me. But Jesus, he rebuked Martha instead, and he told her, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. So kindly but firmly, Jesus put Martha in her place. He taught her an important and valuable lesson that I suspect she remembered for the rest of her life. Verse 40, though, see, Martha was distracted with much serving, distracted by a sense of responsibility to prepare a meal when it would have been far better to sit and listen to her Lord teach distracted by resentment against her sister because she was not getting up and helping her prepare that meal. But also, let's talk about how she was distracted by her short-sightedness. She was distracted by short-sightedness. She was distracted by resentment. Now, the short-sightedness led to the resentment. She was thinking right now, the immediate moment, And because her sister was not helping her in the way that she thought she should be helping her in that immediate moment, she was distracted by resentment against her sister. Picture Martha in that hot kitchen. No air conditioning. It lacked all the modern conveniences that we take for granted today. Everything is from scratch. Can't go out and buy Betty Crocker cake mix. Everything takes time. Everything requires muscle. The more Martha works, the more she resents Mary because she's distracted by, first, her short-sightedness. She's not doing what she ought to be doing right now, the most important thing. While it is honorable and laudable that she wanted to prepare a meal for her Lord, he was already distributing a meal, a spiritual meal through the teaching of God's word, through the teaching of the gospel. And that was more important than the physical meal that was on on Martha's mind. So the more she works, the more she resents her sister Mary, just sitting with the guests, sitting before the Lord at his feet, listening to him teach. Now, listen to this picture of the scene. Her hands work the dough vigorously, as a broken necklace of sweat forms around her chin and separate beads glisten on her forehead. 
She wipes them away with the back of her hand and blows away a, a drip bulging from the tip of her nose. I can't believe Mary isn't in here helping, she thinks. Martha pushes a fist into the dough. She should be in here with me. Another fist into the dough. We could get this done in half the time if she'd just get up and help me. You know, I'd like to hear what he has to say myself, but somebody's got to fix dinner. Then her thoughts turn to Jesus. I can't believe he just lets her sit there. Doesn't he see me over here? Doesn't he realize I've gotten up? And doesn't he know that we need to fix a meal for him? Here I am in the kitchen, sweating, working my fingers to the bone. Doesn't he care? Well, of course, these are thoughts that illustrate the possibility of what was going through Martha's mind, at least in part. And finally, she throws down the dough and stomps into the living room. Martha doesn't address Mary directly. She utters on her tongue, and we see that it is double-edged, a possible rebuke to her Lord, as well as to, Mar as to Mary. The one side may challenge Jesus, are you being irresponsible in letting my sister sit there when she should be helping me? But of course, the other side of her tongue is lashing out at her sister to whom she has directed resentment because she did not notice or if she did notice that her sister Martha had gotten up and was busy preparing a meal, she didn't get up to help her. She didn't take the initiative. Now, Martha ultimately should have recognized what Jesus told her, that Mary had chosen the better part and it would not be taken away from her. And Martha should have recognized the food can wait. I need to go listen myself. No. A lesson that I'm sure she learned and that probably she tumbled over many, many times in her mind through the rest of her life. Where are you in your focus on your Lord, on your soul, on eternity? Many people just push it out of their minds on purpose because they know they're not living the life they ought to be living before God and before Christ. And they don't want to think about it because that, well, it causes their conscience to hurt. It bothers them. It's, it's annoying. And so they just push it out of their mind. But a lot of people, out of just carelessness, they don't think about what is the most important part. Mary got it. She stayed and listened to Jesus. Martha, she became distracted. She was distracted by a sense of responsibility. She ought to get up and make a meal. She was distracted by short-sightedness. What's the most important thing? She thought making the meal. That was not. She got distracted by resentment because her sister did not see things the way she did and did not get up and help her fix the meal. She wanted to sit there still and listen to Jesus. Teach. Where is your life? Where is your focus? Are you focusing on the most important matters? Is your life focused on heaven? I've said this many times in teaching, 
over decades, the only important thing in life is getting to heaven. If we don't get to heaven, it doesn't matter how much we've accumulated, what kind of prestige we have garnered in society or in the, the workplace, we will be utter failures. Utter failures. Because heaven is all that matters. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to open our eyes and see the most important way, the better way. Help us to turn our attention to learning your will for our lives through studying your word consistently. Help us to understand your teachings and make the proper applications to our lives. And help us, Father, to try to communicate what we learn from your word to others all around us in whatever ways that we can, and at least by our Christian example, because the world is in the darkness of sin and self-destruction thereby. Guide us, help us to be the shining lights to show them the way to forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. Father, please forgive us of our sins, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.